He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. I know he's taking rich. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and listen to the SpotTrack podcast weekly. Mike and I drop an episode together every Thursday afternoon, and he's got another that drops over the weekend. Mike, welcome to the show. Do you agree with my spiel that we should take a break from quarterback this year and give an MVP award to a running back or a wide receiver? There's certainly a case, maybe a better case than ever, uh, you know, because I think the even the quarterback options are kind of a mixed bag here. Everybody's got their flaws or a couple of weeks missed with injury and things like that. So I, I think what Tyreek is doing is separating himself from the, the pack, and that's hard to do, right, with a position that gets, gives us maybe 10 to 11 new fresh faces every single draft. Uh, so certainly he's in the case. And McCaffrey's touchdown run, like you mentioned there in the intro, is uh, is pretty impressive at it. So uh, I, I think in both cases, by the way, both the highest paid players are to their respective positions, and both certainly holding the candle of that light. Yeah, well, that's good to see. Uh, able to deliver on the, the contracts that are paid, that's not always the case. We're seeing quarterback injuries left and right, and a lot of these guys are the highest paid at the position. I'm wondering if running backs around the league, especially these guys that hopped on a Zoom call before the season started, if they're looking at the league going, see, it's not just us. The quarterbacks get hurt, too. Yeah, you're you're not wrong, right? But, you know, is that going to devalue the quarterback one and, and make, make teams pay a quarterback two? I don't think so, but uh, it's possible. That's certainly what happened over the past 20 years of running backs is they got the value because they decided they needed more than one. Um, there's a really nice case this year to be made about running backs. So I think what Joe Mixon is doing to keep this Bengals team alive, uh, certainly what some of these players are doing in Cleveland and uh, and Pittsburgh, just to keep these teams afloat for the playoffs. I, I really do think that it's, it isn't as bad as it has been in certain years, and maybe there's a case to be made for some of the Barclays and those players heading to the heading to the offseason here. Gotta love what you saw from Jordan Love on Sunday night. Signed a one-year extension that runs through next season, but are we looking at a massive restructure if this keeps up? I don't know how you don't, right? I mean, he, he played ball here to, to make sure that everything was going to work for 2023, both financially and on the field. It seems like it's trending in the right direction, so... You know, I wrote a piece that, that breaks down his incentive package and, and how much money he might be able to make next year on this current deal. And all I kept thinking about was most teams don't wait, right? The 49ers, who really don't pay early, didn't wait to pay Jimmy Garoppolo after they got him from New England. We're seeing a lot of basically new, fresh quarterbacks come in and get, get extensions right away. I don't know why Jordan Love wouldn't be next in line, but you know, you're talking about $10 million next year, which is what his incentive package might get him to versus – Forty million a year, which Daniel Jones just made the going rate for, an above slightly above average starting quarterback in this league. So I know you've got your eyes firmly placed on Dak Prescott and the new deal that he's got coming up this off season. It just seems like that number is going up with every week that passes. We talk about the MVP odds; he's tied right there at the top with Brock Purdy. If this man even sniffs playoff success, uh, I don't know what kind of what kind of contract do you think we're looking at? Uh, Jerry Jones won't be able to help himself. Yeah, I can't. I can't help but laugh at this one because Jerry Jones, he kind of muffed that first go around with this negotiation, and Dak really got him right. He got he got a short term, really high guaranteed, forty million dollar per year contract, and now Dak Prescott might win the MVP and and run make a decent postseason run when he knows he needs another contract from Jerry Jones. So 
I don't know how he doesn't walk in the door and ask for $60 million a year, $225 million guaranteed if he wants to go the full five, six years this time around. So it's going to be up to basically whatever he asks for because there's not a backup plan in Dallas. And, you know, it's not like they can rely on a running back anymore. That seems to have fallen by the wayside as well. The problem is, Brandon, as you know, like Parsons needs a big contract in 18 months. CeeDee Lamb needs one probably this offseason to go along with Dak. So we could be talking about upwards of $300 million guaranteed from a practical standpoint over a couple of uh, big-time contract extensions coming out of Dallas. Well, would that mean that somebody's got to go? Because they still need to pay other guys. This is a really well-balanced roster, and, and you don't want to give up that flexibility. Yeah, the, the, I think the names I mentioned are the core players. They're certainly not going to move on from that, but I don't see Tony Pollard coming back in any capacity. You're probably going to see Michael Gallup fall off this roster with his contract that hasn't been working out. Uh, certainly you're going to see three to four names fall off this roster to account for what's coming in terms of contract extensions there. We're talking to Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial analyst from SpotTrack.com. Reports came out that Zach Wilson is disinterested in resuming his role as the Jets starter. I've never seen anything like this. Do you believe the report? Robert Sala tried to smooth it over, and his media availability said that that wasn't the case, that he's ready to go, but that it's Robert Sala that's unsure if he wants to play him. If this were true, if Zach Wilson didn't want to play, if they came to him and said, we want you to be the guy, and he's saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just not interested anymore, is there a financial penalty for this? I, I've, just, I've never seen anything like this before. It's a really bad take, uh, and all I kept thinking is, who who is trying to smear Zach Wilson more than Zach Wilson is already smearing himself, right? It's, he doesn't need any help to not play football right now. He's doing a really good job of that. So I think what you're saying might have some validity because I guess if they can prove that this guy is, you know, basically uh, breaching his contract by by refusing to play football, there's some validity to take this to the courts and try to get rid of his $5 million guaranteed salary next year. That just seems absolutely ridiculous in this league that is, you know, the owners are pulling in billions of dollars every year to not want to move on from a player because of a $5 million rookie contract. But I don't know what else this could be. It's not like this guy was going to find a new job anyway. He's going to be a minimum backup player at most. And uh, I just don't understand where this is coming from and whose angle this is coming from. Yeah, uh, or if it's is, is it his fear of injury? Is it fear of ridicule? I mean, I, there's a big part of me that doesn't blame him if the story is true. Yeah, you want to say you, you know I don't feel like going out there because this offensive line is the worst in football. Now we're now we're talking, right? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers should be saying that out loud too, but he's not. So yeah, there's different sides to this story, but I just don't understand why Zach Wilson would want to put himself in this position knowing that at least next year he can reset himself once they release him out of this rookie contract. All right, let's wrap with some Mike Evans talk. He just surpassed 1,000 yards for his 10th straight season. He's set to be a free agent after the season ends. What's the market for Mike Evans going to be at as he has now passed the age of 30? Right, that's the thing, right? The age isn't, isn't on his side. We don't see too many 30-somethings bag the top-of-the-market contracts at this position, especially when there's younger talent coming in every year. Probably the preeminent free agent, though. You know, you could put him and T. Higgins probably next to each other. And uh, from a calculation standpoint, he's worth about $23.5 million a year. I-, I could see somebody going three for 75 pretty easily for Mike Evans because of what he can bring, you know, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, pretty much given to any kind of organization right now. Mike Gennetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com, on Twitter at S-P-O-T-R-A-C, and download that SpotTrack podcast as well, dropped multiple times a week. Look forward to chatting again soon, Mike. Thanks. You bet.
Tea time is next.